You are listening to Julia's Trucking Cafe News Hour. Welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. I'm Julia, your host. How are you doing? You having a good week? I hope so. Want to take a moment and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone can make it by the house for some turkey and ham and with all the fixings. I'll be working over the week and the weekend. Gotta make that money. No rest for the wicked. So everybody have a safe and happy Thanksgiving and I hope you get to your relatives and need to get where you need to be safe and sound. So how about we get to the news? Pilot Flying J debuts a small fleet fuel network. The truck stop giant Pilot Flying J just launched a new nationwide fuel network that they say will help small trucking companies and owner-operators run their business more efficiently. On Tuesday, November 19th, Pilot Flying J announced the launch of 1-9 Fuel Network. According to them, the 1-9 Fuel Network program is designed to give smaller truckers, quote, access to personalized credit and enhanced loyalty options with a variety of travel center brands, end quote. Flexible credit options are designed to help truckers operate their businesses more successfully, according to Pilot Flying J. One nine fuel network members will have access to nearly 200 truck stop locations, including Speedway, Mr. Fuel, Pride, and Staymart, in addition to all the Pilot Flying J truck stops. Reward or loyalty options include a free drink with 50-gallon diesel fuel purchase and an introductory two points per gallon of diesel fuel purchased. For more information, you can click on the link of this article that will be in the show notes this week. A slew of charges are issued to a driver for allegedly driving a semi-drunk with two children inside. I'm telling you, I don't know about this news. This is getting worse and worse as time progresses. Pennsylvania police have issued multiple charges after a bizarre incident in Exeter on Monday night. According to Exeter Borough Police Department, officers responded to a report of a tractor trailer driving erratically just before 5.30 p.m., in Monday evening. Officers responded to the area of Penn Avenue and Monday Court for a report of a tractor-trailer driving on a narrow side street, nearly hitting parked vehicles. When officers arrived, they attempted to uh, flee down Monday Court, striking a parked vehicle and a utility pole. Once stopped, the passenger fled from the vehicle with two children in her arms and the driver exhibited signs of intoxication. The operator then engaged in a physical altercation with officers attempting to take him into custody. The female passenger was also taken into custody after interfering with the male being arrested by police and also exhibiting signs of extreme intoxication while holding two infant children causing a minor injury to one of them. The truck driver was later identified as 55-year-old Franklin Pitts. He was charged with driving under the influence resisting arrest, endangering the welfare of a child, and other various charges. The female passenger was later identified as 27-year-old Ariel Doris. She was charged with child endangerment, 
disorderly conduct and obstruction. After their arrest, the pair were taken to the prison and held on $75,000 bond for Doris and $100,000 for Pitts. Police say that the two children were placed in protective custody. Don't know what's going on with this world anymore. And the Democrats tell Connecticut governor to revive truck-only toll polling plan. This week, House Democrats called on Governor of Connecticut to reconsider his scrapped plan to toll only commercial vehicles. On Tuesday, Connecticut House Speaker Joe, I have no idea how to pronounce it, and House Majority Leader Matt Ritter asked Governor Ned Lamont to implement a truck-only toll plan in place of an infrastructure funding plan called CT2030 that rolled out earlier this month that involved tolling both cars and trucks. For the new plan, truck-only tolls will be placed on 12 bridges throughout the state. House Democrats say that their plan would generate $150 million in revenue per year. Uh, House Speaker Joe argued against tolling passenger vehicles in a press release. Quote, we appreciate Governor Lamont's continued commitment to fixing Connecticut's transportation system. Our caucus feels strongly that we must in make investments in our roads, bridges, and trains to grow our economy, but that tolling cars is not the way forward, end quote. Yeah, because he doesn't want to pay the toll. Lamont's original CT2030 plan blamed trucks for infrastructure damage and tolled trucks at a significantly higher rate. From the language of Lamont's plan, quote, the heavy tractor-trailer trucks that significantly wear and tear our bridges will pay seven times more than the base car rate, which is comparable to the regional average, end quote. Remember last week I reported on this. Back to the article on the campaign trail in 2018, Lamont told voters that he believed he could generate anywhere from $100 million to $200 million from truck-only tolling. After he was elected in the face of harsh criticism from both trucking groups and anti-tolling groups, Lamont backed off from the plan, admitting on an op-ed that, quote, the truck-only option provides too little revenue, too slowly, and too piecemeal to make a meaningful difference, end quote. Yeah, he backpedaled real damn fast. And in other news, a truck driver's tough turn sends him into a funeral home, no pun intended. The truck driver told police that his brakes failed. Yeah, he took that corner too damn fast. North Carolina police cited a truck driver after he crashed into a funeral home on Tuesday night in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. According to the local news channel, 34-year-old California-based truck driver Jing Hung was hauling a load of plastic bags and other materials on I-40 Business West when he tried and failed to make a turn onto South Main Street. He crashed into the Salem funeral and cremations as he tried to make the turn. Hung and his 31-year-old female passengers suffered minor injuries. Both refused medical treatment. Funeral home was empty at the time. Hung said that the brake failure was to blame for the crash. Police cited Hung for careless and reckless driving. Yeah, going flying through town. There's no need for that. You come over to this country... Obey the goddamn speed limits. Gee whiz, people. And another article. Two children perish in a fatal accident with a grain truck. 
Indiana police are investigating after two young children lost their lives. They were struck by a grain truck at a farm. Police were called to a farm in Kuskusiko or something like that. I can never pronounce that county. Near Napanee, Indiana, just before 2 p.m. on Tuesday for a report that two children aged 3 and 5 were struck by a truck. Investigators believe that the children were underneath the loaded grain trailer when Benjamin Sheets, 26, pulled forward. Both children were pronounced dead at the scene. The local news reports that the children lived at the home near the farm where the fatal accident occurred. The incident is under investigation by the local sheriff's office. And police are looking for a suspect who beat a truck driver with a pool cue. Arkansas police are on the hunt for a suspect who they say severely beat a truck driver in September. On Wednesday, November 20th, police in Glendale, Arizona, issued a call for help, public help in locating a suspect wanted for aggravated assault against a semi-truck driver. Around 10.30 on Saturday, September 7th, Glendale police responded to a call about a fight at a bar located on northwest corner of 59th Avenue and Bethany Home Road. When police arrived, they found truck driver Bruce Adams lying on the ground, severely injured with two bar patrons attempting to minister first aid. News release from the Glendale Police Department explained the circumstances leading up to the attack. From their report, Bruce has reached out to the police department, asking us to share what had occurred to him, his injuries, and photos. Bruce advised he's a semi-truck driver, drives long hours with his co-pilot and best friend, his dog Cash. Bruce had parked his semi behind the grocery store in northwest corner of 59th Avenue and Bethany Home Road and left the vehicle running with Cash comfortably inside, guarding the truck. He saw there was a bar and decided to stop in for a quick drink. Bruce said he ordered one drink from the bartender and was on his phone FaceTiming a friend. He was getting a strange vibe in the bar and only finished half his drink when he asked the bartender for his tab. Bruce said the female bartender began arguing with him about returning his card. Bruce does not remember anything else except waking up in the hospital. When officers arrived, no one in the bar claimed to know what had happened to Bruce, to include the bartender. Bruce suffered three lateral strikes to his head and face, possibly from being struck with a pool cue. Bruce believes someone struck him from behind while he was speaking with the bartender. A cash reward of up to $1,000 is being offered for information leading to the arrest of the suspect. It, you can leave an anonymous tip at 480-WITNESS or 480-TESTIGO. And I don't know what the area code is. They didn't leave the area code. And a truck's manifest or bill of ladings said plastic garment hangers, CBP, found 10 tons of pot. California CBP is, in other words, the California Border Patrol. They found 10 tons of pot instead. They're trying to get so sneaky uh, bringing that pot across the border. A routine border crossing inspection turned into a massive drug bust at a California port of entry earlier in the week. The drug discovery was made at Ote Mesa Cargo Port of Entry, California, around 9 a.m. last week, Monday, November 17th. Authorities say that 47-year-old Mexican citizen was driving a tractor-trailer full of, quote, plastic garment hangers, end quote, according to the truck's bill of ladings, at the port of entry when he was referred for a secondary inspection. 
Of course they're going to run it through the x-ray. They got a humongous x-ray uh, machine that looks like a big frame, a square frame, and you just drive right through it. After an x-ray scan of the truck turned up suspicious results, a canine unit screened the truck and was alerted to the trailer. Offers opened the trailer, looked be- behind a few rows of boxes, and found 858 plastic wrap packages stacked floor-to-ceiling containing a total of 10 tons of marijuana. Okay, there are 2,000 pounds to one ton, so you're looking at 20 tons of marijuana. For 10 tons, I'm sorry, 20,000 pounds of marijuana, my bad. The estimated street value of the seized drugs is approximately only $8.4 million. Boy, I bet you the cartel in New York is going to be pissed. Authorities canceled the truck driver's B1B2 and handed him over to Homeland Security. The truck, trailer, and contents of the trailer were seized by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Talk about a party. Quote, the ability of the California Border Patrol officers to intercede contraband at the port of entry is a perfect example of California Border Patrol's efforts to secure our border, said the officer in charge. Uh, California Border Patrol officers prevented over 10 tons of marijuana from entering the communities. This episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe, Truck and News Hour, is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. As truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be at a shipper's or receiver's and have to wait to be loaded for hours on end. Am I right? Especially produce coolers and paper mills. That's why you need to be prepared with extra food in your truck. My Patriot Supply helps you stay prepared. Now, it's not what you're thinking. My Patriot Supply is delicious emergency food. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years. They come in a slimline tote that can be easily stored in your pantry or under your bunk. Now, I'm speaking from experience. Living through Hurricane Katrina and for those uh, uh, went without power, excuse me, for 10 days with my mother, my son, and I. If it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway, landlocking me in, so I couldn't get out for food. Now, for a limited time, you could get a one-week supply of food in a handy and neat-looking ammo can for just $39. And they even offer gluten-free food for just under $100. All you need to do is go to my website at juliastruckingcafe.com, go up to the uh, menu bar, click on the Emergency Food Supply tab, Scroll down and click on any image to find out more information. You insure your car. You buy health insurance, vision and dental insurance. Why not buy food insurance? I don't like going hungry, do you? You need to stay prepared for anything that happens. Don't forget, winter is coming. It's on its way. Don't look like it now for Thanksgiving. And those Thanksgiving leftovers aren't going to last 25 years, God forbid. But you need to stay prepared. So head on over to juliastruckatcafe.com and check out my Patriot Supply emergency food. So let's get back to the news. And there's a new driver monitoring product that can tell if you're smoking behind the wheel. This week, a tech company announced a new product and provide fleets with real-time alerts about various driving behaviors like cell phone usage and smoking. They put that shit in my truck. I'm retiring from trucking. 
On November 21st, iSight Technologies announced that they added new features to their Driver Sense and Fleet Sense driver that not only detects drowsy driving, but also provides fleets with real-time alerts about whether a driver is using a cell phone, wearing a seatbelt, or smoking behind the wheel. From their article, quote, the latest update increases the scope of the driver monitoring to extend beyond physical attributes of the driver to recognize driver actions and can now detect smoking of a cigarette and cell phone-related distractions. The new capabilities enable our manufacturers to intelligently alert the driver based on type of distraction detected. Cell phone usage may trigger one type of alert while showing signs of drowsiness can trigger a more urgent response, end quote. EyeSight Technology argues that being able to monitor a driver for smoking not only cuts down on distraction, but also could prevent a catastrophic result if the driver is hauling hazmat. Drivers who haul hazmat better know better than to smoke while they're driving down the doggone road. I don't smoke, but you would think you guys would know better if you've been out here a while. Quote, in addition to road safety, EyeSight Technologies has seen that in the trucking industry, detection of smoking goes beyond distraction mitigation. With hazmat shipments such as oil and gas, cigarette smoking is against the law and can be catastrophic. With 67% of long-haul truckers in the U.S. smoking cigarettes, according to a study by the National Center for Biotechnology Information, preventing smoking in the cab, cab during the transport of certain materials is a top priority for fleet managers. EyeSight Technologies Fleet Sense will enable fleet managers to receive real-time updates and set alerts for the presence of cigarette smoking during the transport of sensitive materials, improving upon old protocols of random inspections and manual monitoring of driver dash cams, end quote. EyeSight Technologies is an image processing and AI tech company headquartered in Israel with offices in um, Shenzhen and Hong Kong. And a truck and a bus and SUV make one hell of a sandwich. A motorist captured a frightening multi-vehicle crash on Dashcam this week. And you can look at the videos below. It was with a bulk tanker, a bus and an SUV. Just go to the show notes for this week. It will be episode 68 because I'm now at, by the way, I'm also numbering the episodes. So you could go back and when I refer to an episode number, then it's easier for everybody, excuse me, to find the episode. My bad. I greatly apologize. And a car driver crashes into a semi, flees, the scene and drives four miles without a tire. Wisconsin police have issued multiple charges against a motorist following a hit-and-run crash with a semi-truck. The crash occurred just after 2 in the morning on November 21st in Racine County, Wisconsin, just south of Milwaukee. According to a newest release from the county sheriff's office, 23-year-old driver Drew Stanton crashed his car into a semi-truck on southbound I-41 around Yorkville. Police say that Stanton fled the scene of the crash, losing a tire in the process. Officers were able to locate the vehicle more than four miles from the crash, quote, driving on a sparking front driver's side wheel whim. Do you think that's a dead giveaway? Stanton reportedly failed a field sobriety test and was then arrested. 
Police say that he's facing multiple charges, including operating while intoxicated, first offense, hit and run, accident, and reckless driving. Now, in this next story, I haven't given any updates recently, but it's an older story that happened back in spring, in April of this year, and now he, the young man's back in the news. Truck driver accused in the fatal 28 vehicle pileup now pleads not guilty. Remember uh, Mr. Aguilera, 24-year-old truck driver that came out of uh, west of Denver down that mountain too fast in a 45-mile-an-hour zone? And he was doing 85-mile-an-hour and crashed into 24 different cars and left four people dead and two others seriously injured while he was in court on Thursday. He pled not guilty. The court date has been pushed back now till May 2020. He's still free on $400,000 bond, but he only has to put up 10%. And if you remember, his family and friends started a GoFundMe page where they raised $120,000. He's still in the country, but now he's able to leave the state of Colorado while he awaits trial. So now he's not going to be back in court till spring. We, we'll see if he's going to stick around or not. And a beer truck thief is sentenced to 20 years. Because anything over the value of $2,000, that's, that's grand larceny. The DA's office says that the truck thief had a Coke stash at the time of his arrest. On Friday, Texas authorities announced that a man who stole and totaled a Miller Lite beer truck was sentenced to decades in prison. They make it sound like it was so bad. On November 22nd, the 81st Judicial District Attorney's Office announced that Gabriel Hilero Reyes was sentenced to 20 years in prison after he pled guilty to charges related to a truck theft that happened in 2018. From the news release, it said, it goes, says as follows, on November 6, 2018, Mr. Reyes was driving on Highway 97 near the Texas gas station at the intersection with I-37 when he crashed his vehicle into the ditch. Across the street, a Miller Lite 18-wheeler was delivering beer to the Texbest. Reyes stole the truck and began to drive through Pleasanton. Police caught up with Reyes and chased the truck for several miles. During that pursuit, the rear door of the 18-wheeler was open and Reyes was driving all over the road, sometimes in oncoming traffic lanes. Eventually, the track, truck jackknifed, totaling the newly purchased truck. While being apprehended, the defendants assaulted the deputy with the at a Casa County Sheriff's Office and was eventually charged with evading arrest in a vehicle, theft of property value between thirty thousand and a hundred thousand dollars, and an assault on a public servant or police officer. Reyes was high at the time and was apprehended with cocaine across his top lip, forming a coke stash. Baggies of cocaine were found in the previously crashed vehicle as well. Reyes had previously been to prison for enhanced assault involving family violence, tampering with evidence, and possession of a controlled substance in a correctional facility. Well, then, you know what? 20 years for him is going to be a damn picnic. Let me tell you. He's used to it already. And you're going to love this one. A teen is spending 24-7 on top of a semi to buy a new truck 
for a good cause. The, a Florida teen hopes to haul in a truckload of money, no pun intended, for a charity by spending a week on top of a truck. 14-year-old Carson Rudy is spending 24 hours a day for a whole week living on top of a semi-truck parked at a church in Lake Wales, Florida. Why, may you ask? Carson is on a mission to raise enough money to buy a new semi-truck for the charity Convoy of Hope, a group that trucks and relief supplies to victims after disasters. His ultimate goal is to raise $250,000 for the charity group by 2024. The charity effort is dubbed Carson's Big Rig Project, and it kicked off at noon on November 19th. For the entire week following, Carson is spending the whole day camped out on top of a truck with only a 10-minute daily shower break. That means he's eating, sleeping, and even using the restroom while he's atop the truck. Carson plans to remain on top of the truck until Tuesday. If you want to donate to Carson's Big Rig Project on Facebook, you can click the link below. It's at the bottom of this article. And this is cool. A family-run truck stop is serving up free Thanksgiving dinners for truckers. A truck stop in greater Chicago area will once again be offering a free Thanksgiving dinner to drivers who will be on the road during the holiday. On November 28, 2019, the Greater Chicago I-55 Truck Plaza will offer a free turkey dinner to customers with a valid CDL. The free dinner will be served from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and will include the following turkey, stuffing or dressing, gravy, mashed potatoes, green beans, cornbread, and cranberry sauce. For those without a CDL, the turkey dinner may also be purchased for $12.99. The Greater Chicago I-55 Truck Plaza is located at 510 South Boiling Boilingbrook Road Drive in Bolingbrook, Illinois. The Boise Stage Stop in Idaho is also offering free Thanksgiving dinners for truckers. That is really cool. And police body cam video shows how stage crash crashes are targeting truckers. A new investigation by WWL-TV uses police body cam footage to show you just how stage crash scams targeting truckers are being pulled off. The investigation focuses on a scheme involving fake commercial vehicle crashes in New Orleans, during which WWL-TV says that scammers pack a car full of people, swipe, swipe a truck, plant witnesses to blame the truck driver, then file a lawsuit in hopes of winning a big payout. Last month, remember I pour, reported on this? U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Louisiana indicted five people on charges of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and wire fraud in connection with an alleged stage crash in June of 2017. Investigators believe that the scheme has been conducted dozens of times in the New Orleans area. And you can take a look at the report that's in this article and that will be in the show notes. And a dump truck driver takes evasive action because, of course, he probably wasn't paying attention and going too fast because they love to fly up and down the road. I can speak from experience on this. They go flying by me all the damn time. A sudden traffic slowdown has a dump truck driver making a sudden swerve to avoid what could have been a serious chain reaction crash. The dash cam video was captured in Reading, Pennsylvania on no last week, November 18th. 
In the video, traffic slows as vehicles enter a construction zone. A dump truck driver isn't able to stop in time and is forced to swerve into the median, clipping a car but avoiding what might have been a serious pileup. And there again, you can view what exactly happened in the video that's in the bottom of this article. And a reckless car driver attempts a tight squeeze between two semi-trucks. A motorist attempts an ill-advised pass between two trucks at a California highway in this dash cam footage. The incident was caught on a dash cam on November 15th. The camera writes an incident at 3.30 in the morning on the High 15 this morning at Cajon Pass. A vehicle attempts to pass between two semi-trucks and then wrecks. Brilliant. That's all I have to say on that. And Volvo is announcing mass layoffs due to the lack of demand for trucks. Volvo plans to lay off hundreds of workers at the Virginia plant due to an expected decrease in the demand for trucks. Volvo has confirmed that they plan to lay off around 700 people at the Dublin, Virginia plant at the end of the year. Currently, about 3,300 people work there. Volvo points to an expected downturn in North America truck market as a reason for the layoff. The company reportedly expects the North America truck market to be down 30% or 100,000 trucks in 2020. The layoffs are scheduled to begin on January 20th. John Mize of Volvo writes, quote, We regret having to take this action, but we operate in a cyclical market, cyclical market, and after two years of extremely high volumes, we have to adapt to reduced market demand. You might recall we confirmed back in June around the time we announced our $400 million investment in NRV that we expected to have to lay off people around year end. We expect the total North American truck market to be down nearly 30% or about 100,000 trucks next year. And we expect one of Volvo's core segments, the long haul truck market, to represent a significant part of that reduction. The reduction in production will unfortunately mean the layoff of about 700 people beginning the week of January 20th. Outplacements report meetings led by the company and UAW representatives will be provided for all affected employees. We will also provide employees with information about the support available through the Virginia Employment Commission and Regional Rapid Response Team. In a team driver fight, turns into a hammer attack. Well, this is just lovely. Wyoming police say that an argument between co-drivers at a truck stop took a violent turn. The incident happened around 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday morning at the Pilot in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Police say that two team drivers who were driving the same semi were in an argument and one of the drivers struck the other in the head multiple times with a hammer. Um, that's aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, you dipshit. The victim was transported to the hospital for treatment. His condition is unknown at the time of this article. The other driver was arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault. This incident remains under investigation. And the reason why I know these charges is because I used to work for a criminal lawyer in between driving a truck when I was home raising my son. Blitz alert! Blitz alert! Troopers placed every 20 miles of a 2,550-mile interstate. Multiple state police agencies are teaming up for a major enforcement as effort. 
During this holiday weekend, troopers in eight states will be participating in an enforcement campaign along I-40 starting this week for the annual I-40 Challenge. The participating states are North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. Damn near one state from one border to the other. The enforcement effort will be focused on the two biggest Thanksgiving travel times. Wednesday, November 27, 2019, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Well, let's just broadcast it! And Sunday, December 1st, 2019, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So they're only doing it those two days, Wednesdays and Sundays. So you know what, guys? You shut your asses down. Don't be driving between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Wednesday and Sunday. Wednesday, November 27th, and Sunday, December 1st. You drive after that, after 10 o'clock at night. Then you won't have to worry about getting busted. Troopers will be placed every 20 miles along a 2,555-mile along I-40 corridor on the lookout for unsafe driving behaviors like distracted driving, seatbelt violations, impaired driving, and speeding. In addition to the I-40 challenge enforcement effort, California Highway Patrol will be conducting an additional enforcement effort called Maximum Enforcement Period, or MEP. Statewide, starting at 6 o'clock on Wednesday night, November 27th, through midnight on Sunday, December 1st. Oh, they're running from Wednesday all the way to Sunday at midnight. Quote, accepting the challenge and working with our law enforcement partners and the public has proven very successful in past years. California Highway Patrol Commissioner Joe Farrow said, California did not experience a single fatality on I-40 during past challenges. With the public's cooperation, California Highway Patrol will continue to promote a safe traveling season during the Thanksgiving holiday. And cops catch a truck driver with multiple missing wheels. We're not talking tires. We're not talking, you know, the rim and everything. The whole damn thing is gone. Police say that a truck driver was issued multiple charges after he was caught driving minus several wheels. Like uh, the, uh, both sets of tandems. Saskatchewan police say they received a 911 call about a truck around 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, November 24th. Police located the truck and pulled it over on Grasswood Road. Authorities did not elaborate on what happened to the truck, but they did say that the truck driver was charged with driving with major defect present operating a vehicle, no safety inspection, and displaying an unauthorized license plate. Yeah, um, the whole driver's side, both sets of tandems are gone on the trailer. There is just, you can't even, it look like spindles. The whole assembly is gone, hub it all. So in closing, I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in with me each and every week and listen to me on the cafe. If you are new to the cafe and you would like to check me out, at the bottom of every episode, I share on the website at juliastruckacafe.com. I have links that I've listed and where you could find me, like iHeartRadio. Please check out our YouTube channel. If you're a YouTuber, please check out the YouTube channel. I am now doing a video trucking news hour and not just the audio. I'm also on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, uh, Pandora and many more. Also on Facebook, please give us a like. And don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. On the website, I share recipes, 
videos and a page of stupid shit that drivers do. Please, I ask humbly to subscribe to our email list by going to juliastruckatcafe.com slash newsletter. There, I'll send you the show notes right to your inbox. This way, you don't have to come around and try to root around to find them. Everything is under the cafe menu. It's a drop-down menu, and you can find everything there on the website. In the future, if I'm having new things coming out, and if you're on the email list, you'll get priority in seeing what those new things are and what I have in the works. Before I forget, please leave, feel free to leave a comment on any episode that you listen to or that you watch. Leave a comment on YouTube. Give it a thumbs like. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would be really, really great. If you like the video, I know I need to. I'm working on that. Hopefully, I'll get as comfortable on the video as I am on the podcast. Podcast, you can't see me. Video, I get so stiff and nervous because you can see me. And then I get really, really nervous. So over time, just bear with me. I'm working on relaxing and, and having more fun with it. So it'll come in time. I'm so happy that each one of you take the time out of your day to join me here on the cafe. Please have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Um, please remember this blitz that's going on on Wednesday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. from North Carolina all the way to California on 40. Please be careful. Stay safe out there. Keep the shiny side up. And until next time. have been listening to Julia's Trucker Cafe Trucking News Hour. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Take care. Have a blessed day.